And welcome to episode 74 of We the Gamer Cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerdy.com and it publishes on iTunes and Google Play every Monday. Thank you for listening, for being here, for hitting subscribe, and rating us on iTunes and sharing and everything. I does that sound like I'm asking for a lot? Like, is that maybe that's a little too much? Thank you. If you just do one of those things, I guess listening is kind of step one for all of that. Thank you for Thank you for doing all the things that you do. It really does mean the world. But if you're new and you have no idea what I'm talking about, here's the deal. Every week I have Sweet Hangs with a Stranger from the Internet, and we talk about video games. And if you want to be on the show, tweet at me, at Sean Capri, at Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants. I'm still sort of de- reeling, dealing, reeling, just sort of in awe of last week's episode, if you missed it, with Mitch Power. That was his first time doing a show and every once in a while I'll listen back and really it's just to make sure that like everything sounds okay and and make sure that like the transitions work and you know just everything syncs up just it's more mostly just a quality control that I list but like I just sort of just kept going I just kept listening to to Mitch and I really hope that you guys like that show I know a number of you have reached out to him Uh, I believe he's going to be on Living Room Clutter with Dave Moore uh, or one of his 17 podcasts I'm not I'm not entirely sure Um, so yeah if you if you like that episode Go go follow him, Mitch Power eleven sixteen on the social media. What a what a great chat! And I I want to say I'm not sure if this is if this is exactly the case, but it sparked a new review, and this is helping so much. I'm so glad that that you guys are taking the time to leave a five star review and a, a little a little blurby blurb. So Big Marky P, I have to be honest, Big Mark. I'm not, I'm not sure. Do we, do I know you? Do, cause like reach out, please let me know if this is you. Big Marky P left an amazing five star review. Spectacular piece of podcasting. Hey, it's him, Sean Capri. Not much else to say other than that this dude knows how to host a podcast. You never know where each interview is going to end up, but Sean makes each stop along the way super interesting. Well, that is true in that I don't know where, where the conversations are going to go. I didn't know where my chat today with uh, Joey Craig, the Skyward King, was going to go. We'll get to that in just a second. Just a quick another thank you to Big Marky P. Thank you. you I don't know. We're, you don't have to disclose this, but I have to imagine that everybody has just a little extra time on their hands when they when they have a little poop. So maybe that's when you – maybe it was poop time for, for review time. That That's where – I mean, you can you can multitask. You don't have to just focus on the that whole thing. So yeah, we'll just we'll leave that. This is what you come here for, right? Is the is the poop talk? I want to give a special shout out. There's a couple couple great podcasts coming your way, you guys. I've obviously baby's coming. April eighth is a due date. We should we should start a little pool. You should guess the the date. Is, is it going to be early? How early? Late? All that kind of stuff. Um, so I've been recording a couple episodes. Yeah, one on Saturday, one on Sunday kind of thing. And just, uh, so I've got, I've got a stockpile of conversations because I don't know what's going to happen when baby comes. I don't want, I don't want to miss a week. I don't want you guys to be left without. And I'm glad that I'm doing it this way because all of a sudden there's some really good stuff. And I know it. I know that they're great. Uh, I chatted with Spencer Stapleton yesterday. I talked to Joseph Moran today and I got to like, stick around folks. Cause it's going to be, it's going to be a good ride, whether or not, uh, I don't know if I'm going to have these intros. I would really like to. Chelsea and I actually talked about having uh, uh, having her back on the show. She was on episode 50. I might have her back on and we can just kind of talk about and, and document and immortalize the birthing product. Like you, we may let you into that hole. Like you're not coming into the room with us, but we'll talk about it after the fact. So we've got some good stuff coming. And what else? I mean, that that's that's terrific. Zach Erickson, another shout out to Zach Erickson from Nintendo Dads and Corey Hicks, you may remember from a few episodes back. Got to hang out with those dudes. Um, a lot of, a lot of amazing people here in my home city of Edmonton. Got to hang out with those guys. We went to Bioware was hosting, uh, kind of like a reveal for, for Mass Effect, which is weird because everybody or a lot of people on Xbox and early access, uh, EA access and EA origin access, or I'm not sure what it's called on PC. A lot of people have had their hands on this game for a couple of days now, but we got to see Mass Effect running on a beefy PC, but projected onto the IMAX. I mean, this thing looked incredible. And I have to say, 
I mean, I don't think the Xbox version looks bad, but this looked really, really good. This is obviously the, the vision that they had looking at this thing on IMAX. So it was really cool to hang out with Zach Erickson and with Corey Hicks. Uh, after, after the, the gameplay, they, they went through one of the loyalty missions, which when they said that, I, it occurred to me that I, ha- I knew nothing about this game. I actually didn't even realize that there would be loyalty. I guess that totally makes sense given where the other, with the, the game, the game's heritage and the DNA of, of Mass Effect to make sense. But they walked through one of the missions. Uh, very fun. A lot of jumping. I'm not sure if I want to do this much jumping in Mass Effect. This, uh, that was the one thing that, that I noticed. But really what I want to get into here is after they had the, the gameplay, a couple of the developers on the team had, they had a bit of a panel, like a Q&A panel. Uh, Aaron Flynn was there, who's the GM for BioWare. I guess like kind of like a studio head. Um, they've got, they had a programmer there. They had an environment artist there. They had a QA tester. And then I can't remember what the other guy was, but he was very charming and jacked. And he was from England and it was just like, ladies look out. I mean, come on. It's not even fair. And so they had this, this QA and uh, obviously the facial animation things is, is super hot right now. Everybody's going crazy about this thing. And, um, the first question. The very first question of a fan in the crowd was, what's the deal with these things? And it's just kind of like the whole team, you could just see them. They're getting, they're excited about the game. They're very, like, they're pumped to, to show it off and to talk about it with fans. And the very first question is so distasteful. In my mind, it was totally distasteful. Um, and they're just like, I guess we'll, we'll get this out of the way. This is really speaking to, we just all need to be better to each other on the internet and i have a feeling some of you who follow me on twitter are gonna call out uh i'll just if you're not gonna do it i'll just open it up right here um i am playing mass effect andromeda right now because of ea access which i love and if you have an xbox one you definitely need to get this is the best value in video games when i tweeted out that i played an hour of the game with a custom rider you 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 create the the face and you know it's kind of like the tiger woods the 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 wrestling kind of create a character type of thing so i tried to make him look like me and it looked somewhat it was it was close enough but that wasn't really the problem the problem for me was that when i got into the game it actually didn't really look like what it looked like in the character creation so i was kind of disappointed by that and just the way that i molded the face didn't look right it didn't look good at all actually so i tweeted out i i restarted it after an hour because uh with a default rider because it was that bad now it, for me, it had nothing to do with really the facial animations. It just, the, the face itself just didn't look good. Why is that? Is maybe that, is that fair to say? I don't know. I just didn't think that the character creation was that good. I didn't want to, I'm not trying to pile on this whole animation business. I, I really hope that we can just get past it. And, uh, but me, my main concern with, with the game, if it, if we can even count that, is that I'm not really connecting with it immediately. But this is the case with pretty much any Bioware game. I really, I really take a little while to get into the, to the nuts and bolts of the thing. And especially with Mass Effect Andromeda, this is a clear departure from, from the rest of the games, from the first three. We're, we're starting new character, new, new group, new galaxy. Like I don't, I, I don't even have our solar system to familiarize myself with. So I'm looking at completely new, uh, a new territory, new environment. What I am looking for, I guess, in this game is that I, in my mind, Bioware does dire better than anybody else. I kind of mentioned this in the We the Nerdy Fan Group, which you should join, Facebook.com slash group slash We the Nerdy Fan Group. Nobody does dire like Bioware. Nobody is able to really put forward this unmovable force, immovable force, this this uh, unwinnable scenario. That what's the, what's it called on Star Trek? You guys know what I'm talking about. Nobody does that better. When when I was playing Mass Effect and the Reapers came up, I'm like, there's no way I can beat this. When Sovereign was talking, I'm like, man, what do you? What am I gonna do? Like, I'd actually, I remember thinking specifically, they can't put a glowing piece on this guy that I'm gonna kind of like a Star Fox model, like where you where you hit the weak point. Like that's not gonna work here. So what? How do you beat this thing? The same thing happened with Dragon Age with the Blight and and Dragon Age Inquisition. Like there's there's so much they do this better than anybody. So when it came my turn to ask a question, I first, obviously, I, I thanked them, which was the first, I think it was the fourth or fifth question. And I thanked them so much for making the games that they've made. It got a, a nice applause. And so I appreciate that, that people recognize that that's an important thing to do. But I sort of was disappointed that four or five questions and nobody had thanked, had, had, 
you know, taking that chance to, to thank them personally. Um, so I'm really excited to see where Mass Effect goes, where the dire comes from. I haven't quite hit it yet, but I'm starting to get into the groove of it. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's interesting. And I'm just not, I'm not hating on it. I'm just not like in love with it. Like I expect, sort of expect it to be. And that's okay. That time will come. We don't have to be, you know, angry with each other, but I'm going to get off of my soapbox here. I had such a great time hanging out with Zach Erickson and Corey Hicks. We played some Mario Kart on the IMAX, which was sweet. And I took a little bathroom break and that there was the team after the Q and a, the team was right there. So I got to chat with the environment artist and one of the programmers who, man, this guy, he hinted a couple of times that he's actually, because the Edmonton team is working on the new Bioware game, they're working on the new IP. He hinted a couple of times that like, it's, it's really good. And I am pumped. I am so excited. I asked him if, uh, <laughs> if he's ever been close to revealing what that is. And he's like, come on, man. I've been doing this a little while. So I felt like I was kind of was asking a stupid question, but you never know. Like maybe, maybe you're sleeping and you, you talk in your sleep and you let out the name of the title. And then it's all anyway. Great to chat with those guys. Amazing to hang out and just talk one to one with. Obviously, that's, that's something that I enjoy doing. Um, got some one-on-one time with uh, with the Bioware developers just outside the theater. So that was great. I feel like there was something else I wanted to tell you guys about. That was probably it. No, it's going to come back to me later. It's going to drive me nuts. Uh, this is going to I think that I've been rambling a little bit. Dang it. I thought I had something else for you guys. It's going to maybe at the end of the show, I'll maybe I'll remember, but we'll see. Let's get into my chat with uh, Joey Craig, Skyward King. You probably know him as Skyward King. Him and I had our paths crossed thanks to Bobby, the Nintendo guru. He has been supporting Bobby for a number of years, I guess, years, a little while. And his name was always popping up in the comments on the YouTube videos and things like that. I'm like, this guy is amazing. His support has been undying for a long, long time. Um, I've been aware of his Skyward vision wordpress.com for for a little while now and i've been following him and then just a little while ago we played rocket league together and it was that moment that i'm like this dude's got to be on my show i've got to get him on i gotta talk to him get to know him a little more and then he was on the geek cast with bobby <laughs> i'm like ah he beat me to it um but here we go let's get right into it here he is joey craig the skyward king things set you know it took a minute but is this like the longest start to a day like what i'm curious and there's no like no problem with rescheduling today it was all totally fine i have to Mm -hmm. ask what what is what is the household situation well it's it's me my sister Mm -hmm. and and my mom (laughs) Uh right now because i'm like kind of in between places right now okay um and i should i should be moving like within like the next two months but for right now this is the situation and there's just so much you know saturday which is surprising everybody had something to do Uh uh-huh so yeah so i couldn't have everybody walking around the background making noise talking all that so you know oh i totally understand man i so here's where i just completely open up to being looking ridiculous but that's somehow that's what i do like when i we had um chelsea's sister living with us for a little while and like of course when it's like when i know it's just me and the other person like i'm totally fine and for some reason i'm fine with like putting these conversations out on the internet but for whatever reason i get very strange and very weird about other people listening into just like the one side of the conversation like i get very shy thinking that like somebody's gonna walk by and hear me podcasting but just the one side of it it's a very strange thing but so i like i totally like from a functional standpoint it makes sense like you don't want people running around but like i would have understood if like you just didn't want to podcast in front of people because like i just that's that's where i was thinking that that too but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that too but i I just don't want anyone in the background because people love to sit while they're getting ready to go and all this stuff and it's like so i can't i can't even depend on them to be quiet so i just had to just wait until everyone cleared out so how does it work with like like are you having to share tvs when it comes to video games like how does how does that dynamic mix in with with your gaming life i mean i know you don't sleep but like how does is that part of the the way that you get around it 
Um, kind of. I mean, for the most part, I pretty much have the space uh, to myself um, when I want to game and all that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there are times where I have to share the space, but that's not too often. Not so too it's yeah. So I'm pretty good when it comes to that. Well, that's awesome. I'm I'm glad to hear it. Um, I was. So you and I hooked up a little while ago. We played some Rocket League. And I think that was like the couple days before you ended up being on the Geek Cast. And like that night was the first time that night we were playing Rocket League. That was the first time I'd, I'd heard your voice, actually. And I was like, damn, I need to get this guy on the show. And of course, like Bobby always does, he beats me to it. And he's just like, he already, <laughs> he already had this thing in the works for about a year, I guess. Um, was that your first time like kind of being on a podcast? Was that Was that your first kick at the can? Actually being on cam doing a podcast, yeah, that was like my first time. But I'd actually been on a podcast like years and years and years ago. Okay. Um, it was uh it was actually it was a site run by um Malik Forte. You know, he used to work with the yeah, he used to work with the Nerdist. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Nerdist.com. That was one of my first podcasts um, I listened to. Yeah, it was um it was called twenty six star dot com. It was his friend Brittany and storm and there was some other guy but we just it was oh it wasn't a good experience but that was my first podcast <laughs> i think it was like six or seven years ago something like that i thought i was gonna just do so good um <laughs> and i'm sure they and i'm sure they thought that too because that was kind of like that's my personality when it comes to like twitter you know what I mean? but that's text when it's when people can't see you and all that you feel like you could just go full forward uh-huh but when i first got on there it was like they would have this full conversation and then I, I jump in and they're like, hey, well, hey, well, what do you think? And I'm like, uh, yeah, that, that sounds good. You know, that's, that's, so what I was could I possibly like add no. to this? <laughs> it, was, it was just like, I was so shy, you know what I mean? So I was just pretty much oh, like a yes it. or no guy throughout the whole thing. Um, were you just, so a to- yeah, that, you had to end up being the token black guy they needed though. Ah, uh, what no. other? <laughs> I, no, no, actually, I was. I was one of three black people. There, oh, there was you go. actually, yeah, it was uh, three of us and one white guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so why was it? So is it because you were so shy? Is that what you mentioned? It wasn't a very good experience. Like that seems like kind of a big deal podcast too. Okay, it wasn't. It's it's not nerdist level. I'm not saying sure. that. No, no, no. It was. I'm talking about. I was on the site. I was on Malik's site before he actually went to nerdist. You know okay. what I mean? So. Now, if it was that, oh man, I, that would have been a really bad experience because more, more people would have saw it, but <laughs> or listened to it. But yeah, yeah but safe it was place uh, to practice. Uh huh. Yeah, it, it was a long time ago though, but it was it. It didn't turn out as I'm sure it didn't turn out as bad as I thought. I it guarantee did. it didn't. I guarantee that it didn't. We're always our own harshest critics, of course. So, but mm-hmm. it seems like there's a kind of a giant gap there when you got a little taste. Were you just so just like kind of turned off of it from that and just kind of went back into, I mean, I, this is where I start to picture your Twitter profile, which is, I don't even know what the picture is, but this is how I interpret <laughs> it's. I think it's you playing like Game Boy or some sort of like, um, handheld device while like hiding under the bed sheets because it's i don't even know what it is it's the blue the blue light that's what i think you're doing you're having like your own like little fort time and having the <laughs> the glow of whatever device you're playing is that's that's your twitter profile that the blue light that was on me that's that's actually a filter i was just sitting at my uh <laughs> my computer desk at where i was uh where i was staying before and i just happened to take that and i thought what, what i thought was a pretty decent picture with my webcam <laughs> totally. so I, just, I, I threw the blue filter on, on it i don't know because i just like blue and i just thought it kind of went with my like uh, my profile so but now it's just clouds well for yeah that's what i'm staring at the sky of skyward king um mm-hmm. so you got a little taste of of podcasting um i gather that you wanted to get into that because i don't know like you was were you already into podcasts did you feel like you like you wanted to to like what was it that drew you into even trying out that that first podcast experience well yeah i mean i definitely wanted to try it out it, it seemed really cool just just more to sit there and have a conversation about something that i really enjoy you know yeah. which is gaming and whatever else will pop up but uh yeah i mean that, that was pretty much it 
Yes, I, I enjoy listening to them. And every single time I listen to them, it's like, wow, you know, I would love to join in on the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so the, I got the, the invite and there it was. And uh, I mean, the reason why I didn't do it after it was I, I really didn't get any more invites. Oh, no. <laughs> so, hey, I, I don't think the two are connected. But, hey, if, if it is, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So then you start getting into like, are you you're continuing to listen to to kind of the, I get I'm gathering the bigger podcast, but you started to come across this little indie circuit that I think that we've all kind of discovered here with Bobby. And I don't know what other ones you're listening to, but like, how did you start to come across that that smaller circuit of podcasts? I don't I don't even know. I mean, I, I guess I just came across his channel and it's just the rest is history. Yeah, you know, if you're watching the channel, you're going to eventually see the podcast come up cuz I think it was um Yeah, I mean, he uploads into the, the to the same channel. So yeah. That's just pretty much how it happened. I was watching his videos and I saw him doing the podcast and started commenting on mm-hmm. on the video um, you know, about the topics and that's pretty much it. Yeah, cuz I like when I when him and I started doing it for Nintendo, like you were one of the first names that I recognized like coming up often. And I'm like, man, this dude has a lot to say. And so I was always curious so, like when when is the Skyward King going to like come up and kind of show up? Like I don't know, I don't know how, exactly how to put it, but I I always felt like there was something more than just like an internet commenter there. And then when I heard you on the Geekcast, I'm like, yeah, man, this guy's got kind of a bit of a, a history with games. And so I love the fact that you guys go over, uh, you're, you got a bit of a journey and I kind of want to touch on that today as well, where you've been with Nintendo, you've been with Sony, you're with Xbox, back and forth again. Like you've had a, you, you're not really a, a one dimensional kind of gamer. So I kind of wanted to pull all the way back and kind of discover like, where did things where did things start for you like what do you remember uh when games first kind of came into the household like where did that all begin let's see the first gaming device i ever had i think was a original game boy okay yeah uh, yeah my, my brother he had it and he kind of got tired of it passed it on to me how is I mean, that possible I, <laughs> I don't know i mean <laughs> I, I guess it's just kind of a phase for certain people you know That's so true. he kind of he kind of moved on. Um, How old are you at the, this time when you're when you're getting your Game Boy for the first time? Oh man, I I don't know. Like these are Let's first see, memories dude. in life, kind of thing. Yeah, like I was probably like four, and yeah. I was I was way too young because I ended up putting it in the toilet. What? <laughs> I did. Oh I did. no! So what happened? Was, was it okay? See- no, I was oh, no. just trying to see what what was gonna happen. You know, just curiosity as a kid, and sure. I destroyed it. You know, so I, so wait, you didn't even like drop it in. You just like you like you placed it. Like it was a purposeful like experiment. Yeah, I just I put oh, it in no. there. I'm, yeah, I was four. You know, I was way totally too fair for that. Yeah, I didn't know what the heck what was gonna happen. How you're supposed to treat stuff like that? You know, of course. Had it been a couple years later, <laughs> I would have been good. <laughs> Man, this this oh. is good to know because obviously Chelsea and I are expecting, but this is something I never would have like. You don't think of that even as an adult. You're like, uh, what should I be looking out for? Okay, I'll go, I'll get covers on top of the power outlets and make sure like all the other baby proofing and child proofing things that you do, like you put the covers on the door handles and whatnot. But didn't think that I would have to not have my electronics thrown into the toilet. So thank you. Oh, yes, yes. Hide all of your stuff. <laughs> Curious little minds trying to experiment with everything that they can. Like, hey, what happens when I do this or that? Yeah, just just don't do it, man. <laughs> Maybe we should cover not only things with like a, a bitter film so that they don't put it in their mouths. We should put it with some sort of like electronic shock so that they Ooh, can't even no. touch it. You just just a little shock like it would, we wouldn't notice it. But but for kids, they would just get kind of blown away by it. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, that okay. Sounds a little, okay, I'm brainstorming. A here. <laughs> I'm brainstorming. Here. Okay, so was that the end of the Game Boy then? Was it like, you, like you put it? Do, do you actually remember this, or is this a story that that your parents tell you? Oh no, I remember this. I, I have <laughs> I have a decent amount of memories from when I That's was. That's really awesome. Younger. So what? So what did your parents say? They didn't really say too much. I mean, it was. You know, it was his Game Boy, so it was like, you gave it to him, and he's four, so what do you expect? <laughs> so, you know, 
<laughs> so it I wasn't like it. too much of a big deal. Okay. So then, okay. So then that's the end of the Game Boy. Where, where, like, does the NES come into the house? Is Super Nintendo like, cause I know that you have, um, some history with Nintendo aside from that Game Boy. Mm-hmm. After that, uh, my first console ever was a SNES. Okay. I loved, loved that thing. Yeah, man. My favorite game was, uh, Super Mario, um, Super Mario All-Stars plus Super Mario World. We used oh. to play that all of the time. That was the family game. We used to all sit around the big floor model TV and just run <laughs> through all the games. My sister was a pro. She, she knew all the shortcuts, could kill the whole game in like 15 minutes. Super oh, no Mario way. World. Why was she so good at it? Like, What what was her connection to the game? She just she just loved Mario. Just connected I mean, she, to it? Yeah, I mean, she's not, she's not a gamer now, but it's like, that's just one of the games that if you pull it out, like she'll jump on it and still, like go ham. Like that's yeah. <laughs> you know she's just really good at it. Oh my so. gosh! So it was a nice little, nice little family bonding time as well. So was it mostly just the Mario, or like what other kind of, what other memories do you have of Super Nintendo? Like for me, Super Nintendo because we didn't have one. It was all about either going over to neighbor Matt's house, of course, but really like the special time for us was. Um, birthdays. There was four kids in our house. We have uh, three boys and my sister's the youngest. I'm the second. And um, basically the deal was that anytime we had a birthday party, that was when we were allowed to go to Blockbuster or whatever the neighborhood video store was. And we were allowed to rent the rent the console for the weekend. That was basically started with Super Nintendo, uh, a little bit into the 64, but Super Nintendo was the big deal. Like you'd go to the store and you'd get like this giant plastic briefcase that had everything in it. You put down your $200 deposit, which as a kid sounds like it might as well be a million dollars. So I just remember this being a big, mm. big deal. And um, gosh, this is probably 93, 94. So I actually started to have like a paper route at this time. Paper route? What do we say? We delivered flyers as kids because my parents had no interest in paying for our college. So they're like, you better start saving now when you're in grade three. So (laughs) (laughs) so we would we would go around and I knew that the sister was waiting for me at home. But I knew that also that doing the flyers was going to take me probably about an hour. And that I remember just being the most painful hour of my life, like. Good. There must be a faster way. So I was just a little shithead. I would. <laughs> I. You're not supposed to walk on so like the cardinal sin of uh, of flyer delivery is running across the lawn, and I was running across every lawn. I was going like straight lines from mailbox to mailbox to mailbox just so I could get home. And I just remember that that drive to get home to to play Super Nintendo. So I always am curious of anybody else's experience, like. Was there any times like at school where there was a game just waiting for you? Was it that Mario game that, or was there other things that kind of came along uh, along the way? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm sure at some point I, mm-hmm. I don't really remember all of that detail, but you know, I'm sure I was at school thinking about it, just ready to get back to it. Um, what were your group of friends like? Were they sort of, were they in the same boat as you or were you like, cause video games can either be a very social, like I think this is an, an example of that. And a lot of the community that we see now is an example. You started to have like circles around the playground. I'm curious, like, was this a, was this a solo experience for you aside from the family aspect or did you have kind of friends at school that you go like, man, you never believe what I did in Mario this week or something like that? The whole social part in gaming didn't really come in until, um, the Game Boy Color. Nice. Cause that's when, that's when I got Pokemon Gold, and we had the link. We had the link cable. We're sitting at the back of the class, trading and battling. Like, that's when that really came in. But at the back really of the class, the SNES. Like before, yeah. like are you are you being sneaky about it? Sometimes, but you know, most times we wait until <laughs> break. You know what I mean? Because you can't really okay. get away with. Uh, a purple cable running across desks, you know? <laughs> you know? And you have to remember the actual size of these things. Like, well, the pockets were pretty small, actually. What I had was the Game Boy Color. Oh, I'm sorry, Color. That's right. when I, yeah, that's when I really got into it. When I, when I had the Game Boy, like the, when the, when the Game Boy Pocket and the game, the original Game Boy were out, like I said, I was like four, you yeah. know? So I wasn't really mature enough to be, be able to appreciate those things. But yeah, my time was the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Advance. Oh yeah, so Pokemon. Um, that's where. Like, do you see it on TV? Do you remember how? I'm always curious how Pokemon ends up sort of like making its way into our lives. I missed it for whatever reason. I just didn't like. I had a Game Boy, and I just didn't. 
I just didn't get it. And uh, so I always wonder, like, what is – it was so multifaceted. They had the TV show. They had cards and all these other different things. Like, do you remember your first exposure to Pokemon? Oh, man. Uh, I don't remember the Way first... back in the memories here. Yeah, I don't remember the first experience, but it was definitely – a long, long time. I was going to say, how long How long did it last? Like, was this a short burn? Or is this something that still continues with you to this day? The, the love and nostalgia for Pokemon? It's not It's not as much as it used to. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not really into it like that. I think the last game I played was X or Y. And I couldn't really get into it for some reason. It yeah. just wasn't really pulling me in like that. But, I mean, when I was into it, I was into it for a long time i was collecting cards for years um playing it as much of the games as i could so yeah i think it was probably from like age six to 11 yeah so and kind then, of what they're going for basically yeah and then Yu-Gi-Oh came in so <laughs> oh okay so you kind of tra- i'm surprised to hear that i i don't know that that is that a normal thing for a lot of pokemon players i feel like a lot of pokemon there are a lot of people are, are kind of purist about it. Well, no, I mean, the reason why the transition was so easy was because the shows came on the same channel. So it was mm-hmm. a, it was like Kids WB or something. So right uh-huh. after Pokemon <laughs> would come on, Yu-Gi-Oh! would come on at 10. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like, it was like 9.30, 9 o'clock, 9.30 Pokemon, 10 o'clock was Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh-huh. And so easy transition. And then I just started buying the cards. So, I mean, I still have a folder full of pokemon cards perfect condition and yes. Yu-Gi-Oh cards right now so <laughs> that is so stellar so is this one of the things that i like i was a big fan well not a big fan but i was a fan of dragon ball z um which we, in canada we still called it z even though we all normally say zed uh, and i didn't realize at the time that that was like that anime was a thing that it was this massive movement and so i'm always like I didn't go look for more things like Dragon Ball. To me, that was kind of, that was enough. But Pokemon sort of follows, and and Yu-Gi-Oh! It sort of follows in that same area, I guess. Like, were you one of those who, who once you got kind of a little glimpse into the anime kind of world, was that, were you limited to those, to those uh, shows and those properties? Or did you start to go off into other areas as well? At some point I did. But yeah. at first I, I didn't even know that there was a difference between anime and, and just American cartoons. cartoons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, but once I did, once I actually realized, okay, wow, these are Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball. These are anime. And then I started to get into Digimon and... Nice. A whole, whole bunch of other things that came along. I watched so many anime that I can't even list them all. But yeah, yeah totally. once once I got in there, it was just there was Full Metal Alchemist and all these different things. I love. I'm anime. just <laughs> shocked right now. Like I just don't even. There are so many. There are so many facets, and I, I, this is why I wanted to have you on the show because I know that like this continues on this trend of. I guess just discovery, and then you. It seems like you kind of dive right into to each one. Is that is that kind of what happened? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much how it happens. It's like once I realize exactly what it is and find out that there's more like it, it's like wow, you know, you a whole new world is open, and so mm-hmm. I just you know start going from this thing to that thing and you know that's so just how, are you, how, how are you acquiring stuff as life is going along is this like birthday and christmas kind of thing or are you like looking for lawns to mow so that you can raise up a little bit of money and buy stuff like how are you how are you buying the the things that that you accumulate over time well for the most part when i was getting stuff as a kid it was pretty much begging <laughs> <laughs> yeah every you know, chance you I'm get like, uh-huh yeah you know getting those um those little booster packs those 5 mm-hmm. 6 dollars maybe like 10 dollar packs of uh pokemon cards Yu-Gi-Oh cards so you know that's that's how i was getting them um i didn't really get into collecting anime you know like yeah. on on discs or anything i i think i only got like one DVD anime DVD and it was uh, Desert Punk. I don't know what that is. Uh, you should check it out. It's pretty interesting. It's oh. like a post-apocalyptic <laughs> world, and this dude he he he's like a mercenary, so he does you know all these jobs, taking advantage of people's need for protection in this crazy world. Anyway, it's it's funny. So oh, you should check it awesome. out one day. Who was the yeah. softy in your house? Like when you when you wanted to beg for something, who did you go to? Mom. Yeah, definitely mom. <laughs> definitely mom. Yeah, yeah. Because so, my dad, he, I mean, he was 
definitely the opposite of a softy. <laughs> so okay, what did he? What did he do? Like, what was? What was the? Was it a? Was he like a disciplinarian? Was he just? Was it? He just didn't see why this was fun for you. Like, what was the dynamic with with the, with your dad? I mean, he definitely understood. I mean, he he's the one who got me into Dragon Ball. He's you nice. know, and played games with me. He was he was all into all of that too. So he understood it it was just that he was not going to be as easy to persuade to actually just spend money on crap when you didn't need to you know what that's I mean? it's my like, dad hey. too <laughs> it's like hey you know if you want that you wait until your birthday or something but you're not just going to keep on getting stuff for no reason so of course i gotta go ask mom and she'll you know she'll give in after a while <laughs> <laughs> because you were persistent yeah, definitely. That's hilarious. I I feel like that's with a lot of a lot of. I think Chelsea's parents were actually the opposite, but my parents were exactly the same. And I was telling this uh, this story actually to Ed Placencia from Married to the Games, but unfortunately we lost the, the audio for that one. But my mom, I remember, got so tired of us begging. We were the exact same. There were four of us, as I mentioned, and we were always begging. And the thing that we the, the thing that we, we wanted every time we went to the store was um, Ninja Turtles were hot when I was around that time. They were just coming out and you could get these like collectible cards. They were um, they're actually kind of like screen grabs from the cartoon. And so there was like different moments you could collect the whole set. And that was what we wanted every single time. And so every we would we would be like pulling on my mom's pant leg like, please, please, can you buy us these cards, please? And one day, like my mom, to even to this day, she has the patience of a saint. She is incredible. She had four kids, so I mean, she's she's amazing. But this everyone, every once in a while, the patience gave way, and it was terrifying. She leaned into us and was just, "You do not beg for things. You don't ask for things. If you're good, maybe one day somebody will buy you something." And that this is another thing where kids are just so weird like brains are so twisted at this age where i think i took it way too literally and i remember those words that she said somebody will buy you something she meant like me like her or my dad but i took it as like a stranger like maybe somebody in the grocery store or something so i was i would go like you get dragged along to the, to go shopping and i would be on my best behavior i would just try I would be very quiet and not ask for anything. and But I would be looking around to strange around the store going like, maybe it'll be that guy who buys me it. Maybe it'll be that lady who buys me my <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Like if I don't ask and if I if I think about it really, really hard. So yeah, it, it was funny. My my dad was typically like, I like man, I could go on and on about this. But there was a time when... Uh, we, we never, he never let us play like arcade games or, you know, those little rides you put in a quarter and you ride around or whatever. Like that was just not his style. But one day uh-huh. he just, he just gave in and we were playing like a, like an RC racer. It's kind of like the rare game that came on, um, the, the racing game that came on Rare Replay and it ate his quarter. And I remember feeling so sick because he never let us like spend his money in that way. And the one time that he did, it ate his quarter. And of course the quarter is like nothing, but it was huge for me. And I just remember like, that was, that was my dad. He just, and still is, he's still here. So good times with like, it's funny playing the, the mom and dad against each other. I think that's absolutely hilarious. So <laughs> where does Sony come in then? Because so you're, you're going Game Boy, you've got Super Nintendo and everything. And I know that you make a jump at some point to, to Sony. Was it earlier than the PlayStation 3? Because I think that's where you started up with uh, when you're talking to Bobby about it. It was uh, PlayStation 1. Okay. Yeah, that, was, that was Yeah, that was my first PlayStation console. And, I mean, I was never... I never picked sides. You know, I go where the games are for the yeah. most part. And, and honestly, in the situation with the Xbox, that's just a situation of, like, it was most convenient. You know, I, I had a PS4 before because that's where pretty much all the games were that I wanted to play were. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. I ended up selling that because I wanted to go to PC. It was more because I was thinking, okay, it's it's sitting there, and it'll also be for gaming and productivity. So you know, I go there, sold that, had to spend the money on something more important, and mm-hmm. then I Xbox. It was like, okay, well, this is you know, I have the opportunity to get an Xbox, so why not? It's really affordable. There's some games I want to play on there. Um, so that was the case with that. But um, yes, as far as like when I actually started playing uh, PlayStation, yeah, it was PS1. I, I was at school. I think it was my birthday. I came home and my brother was setting it up. 
he actually got me the PlayStation One, which was crazy. It's like my brother, like why? But what? You know? Yeah. I mean, but he same brother that gave me the Game Boy, so I shouldn't be that you know surprised. But it's uh-huh. just you know I didn't think we had that kind of super close relationship where I'm just gonna come back and you got me a PlayStation One with um extra controller and all that stuff, and so it was it was really cool. What I I don't know if I asked it what. What's the age difference here? It seems like there there has to be some sort of gap between you and your brother. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He's about 37. I am 26. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And it, he's the oldest and you're the youngest? Is that how that worked? And your sister's older than, or younger than you? Or what's that like? Yeah, he's the oldest. I'm the youngest. Okay. So he has like maybe is this like a disposable income kind of situation like where okay playstation one you're probably 97 i guess so you're was it i think so or was it i think it was like 95 no no it wasn't 95 no no uh, you might be right i don't know somewhere around there <laughs> somewhere around 96 because I, I feel like it was after it must have been after 64 and 64 yeah. is 96 so yeah i think i think I, maybe late 96 97 so yeah that like that still puts you at that still puts you kind of young and he's mm-hmm. like not really like in the workforce either. I don't think. So that's a, that is a very special. So like, how did that, how did that catch you? Like in the, like, obviously you weren't expecting it. Um, mm-hmm. but did it, did it show you something about him that maybe you weren't, that you didn't know was there that he like wanted you to have this and, and really had to go work at it to, to make, to make sure that you had this thing that you would love so much. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, it was definitely kind of a a, a point where we kind of got closer because we didn't have that, you know, that really close relationship. Maybe it was it was he felt that, you know what, if I do this for him, maybe we'll kind of have that brother bond that, I, you know, that he wanted at the time. And uh, I mean, it did. That kind of did happen because we, we had games in common. He was more into fighters. I was more like an action platformer type of person. So, you know, he was like, you know what, I'm going to get this. We're going to have. I'm going to go get Street Fighter. We're going to, you know, kind of have a, a bonding time. It seems like he was always looking out for you. Like, was this something that extended beyond just the gifts that he was giving you? Like, was he always kind of, I mean, that kind of age difference, it's a different type of brotherly relationship. Like, mm-hmm. it, like my family, we're all very, very close. There's, there's no more than two years apart from from all of us, and there's four of us. Um, but my dad had a had a similar gap between uh, with him and his brother, and I know that he kind of took on almost like a diff- like an, almost like a younger fatherly role. He's got ten years; uh, he's ten years older than his brother. So yeah, like I'm I'm curious if this this um, watching out for you, wanting good things for you, if it extended beyond you know the Game Boy and the PlayStation and gifts like that. Yeah, it, it definitely did because you know he had a lot of experience you know especially because mm-hmm. you said you know the, with the age difference so you know if he sees me going into something that he's already been through he's like you know you're trying to steer me in the right direction and like i, I know a situation where i was kind of being bullied and uh okay. you know so he, he you know he was trying to teach me to, to toughen up you know what i mean you can't be mm-hmm. you know you can't come in crying you got to learn to defend yourself and of course his way was uh to intimidate me like okay well you know what fine if you don't want to you don't want to toughen up and take them on next time you come in here crying like that you're gonna have to deal with me <laughs> and i oh, was like it's oh it's a trial no. by fire kind of thing yeah so i'm like no 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 way so i have to <laughs> next time somebody does that you know i just have to handle business because there's no way i'm gonna have to deal with that and so i mean it, it was just situations like that you know, where he would actually well, like, come in and, yeah, just kind of really play that sort of, you know, fatherly, but still kind of like a mentor. But yeah. 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 You know, so and I mean, like, I'm, I'm only curious. You don't have to you don't have to answer it if, mm-hmm. you, don't, if you don't want to, because I, I I wouldn't mess with you. I'm just telling you that much right now. Like, I mean, <laughs> clearly, he did a great job of bringing you along. But do you remember, like, obviously, remember, do, you, do you feel like you're able to share like what was what were people bugging you about? Well, I mean, this is different stuff, you know, childish stuff, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I do know that, well, one of the things was, since I'm tall, for some reason, it's weird. You would think that the smaller kids wouldn't mess with me because I'm bigger. But I would always have smaller people think, like, you know what? If I can take him down, then, oh, you know, man. then that'll show how 
how tough I really am, you know, because these are smaller people. So they're, they're thinking, you know what, if I use him as an example, that'll set mm-hmm. everyone straight. So I would have people like that. And I, I never really had that that heart to go around and, and try to use my size to intimidate people or, you know, be a, you know, be that tough guy. But yeah. people just looked at me because of my size and were just automatically intimidated. So that was just how that went. <laughs> I just picture you like like little like like little flies like jumping up on your back and you're just like just you're like shooing them off like like pests. And it's like go away, just go like get off of me. Yeah, I mean, if if we actually did get into a fight, it kind of did play out that way. But I mean, I was just never the type of <laughs> yeah effortless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was never really the fighting type. I was. I was actually like afraid I would hurt somebody. Like when I was a kid, I used to have like yeah. bad dreams that someone would get me into a fight, force me into a fight, and I would do, do like terrible damage to them. And I felt so bad. So I would, you know, I would never want to get into fights. I was just that that kind of guy. You had great power, but also respected the responsibility of it. This is the <laughs> difference between me and you, and I think this is amazing. And and I feel totally comfortable sharing. Like the dreams that I would have are completely opposite as you. Like where I would be like either being chased by somebody or I would be confronted and, and I would have to fight. And I, I don't I feel like this might be a common thing. People can let me know. But like I would throw a punch in my dream and it was like I was underwater and like it was so slow and powerless that like you're worried that you're going to do too much damage. And I'm like, I couldn't even punch a dent into a fluffy pillow. Like there's just no power behind my punch. That was, oh, those are the yeah. dreams that I was I having. Those too. I hate those. <laughs> it's awful, right? It's like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. I never started having those until after I lost my first fight. You know what I mean? Then the fear oh, of okay. actually not being strong enough started to get into my mind before it was like, I figured like I was too powerful until I actually <laughs> met someone that could actually take me down. Then it was like, like I was always mentally preparing for the next time. Like, oh, I'm not going to let that happen again. So then that was. When did that? What happened there? What was that fight? Uh, it was one of my neighbors. He, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it was uh, he was it was like we were we were a couple years apart in age, but we would always kind of be around the same size. It was like one yep. summer I would kind of get taller than him. And I think he felt intimidated by that or. He had some type of issue with that because, like, man, you're a couple years younger than me. How are you, you know, beating me in size? So once again, another person kind of feeling like they have to make themselves feel big because they feel small to me next mm-hmm. to me physically. Um, and so we ended up getting into a fight. Um, and well, he was just way stronger than me, so I lost. Oh no! <laughs> there's, there's not much more to it. It's just that's how I went couple years older than me so he he still had the strength on me you know well okay so this is hilarious because like this was well when we were like between 93 and basically 93 and i guess 98 99 kind of thing street fighter 2 mortal Kombat were like a huge deal and i got my hands on like our very first camcorder this is how old i am um it was like this this little tape deck thing you put it it looked like a little cassette the little mini dv that you throw in there and we would go out to my friend's um acreage and he's got he's just living on this giant piece of land and he's got kind of like this forest in the back and this is actually before the mortal Kombat movie came out and we would just go in the back there and pretend fight like video games were so awesome to us that we thought we'd become like ninjas and we would like foe fight the the trees and we would start to grab the camera and kind of plot out our own uh like video game kind of movies but i don't know that i really ever like would have fought somebody i think that there was maybe a couple scraps but i i feel like that's just the wuss that i was the wussy little nerd on the (laughs) on the playground i'm like you know what instead i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend fight so i don't know if that's like were you ever Aside from all this stuff, did you ever um, act out on any of the the fantasies of video games? Did it kind of manifest in that in that way as well? Well, like going out back and trying just to... pretending, like yeah, course, like I don't know, man. like everybody, did like that. we used to backyard wrestle, like yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, you, you're watching all these sci-fi's and and you know these anime cartoons all these heroes doing all this you know these action scenes of course i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go out and try to imagine myself 
you know, be, being like that, or Power Rangers, all of that different stuff. I wanted to oh, call Power those, Rangers is the best. Yeah, you know, I wanted Power to call Rangers all those characters, one. you know. So I was always imagining like, oh, what if I found like one of those morphers and all this, you know? That's just how it's, <laughs> that's what kids do, man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I remember my brother used to be convinced that he could create a projectile. He just, he had it all set up in his mind. It was a, it was an arrangement of batteries and wires and he could, he could create a spirit bomb. I think he wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> so the last, the last, um, console that you own, I think from that you mentioned on the geek cast was, uh, or the Nintendo console that you owned was the GameCube, right? Mm-hmm. And like, do you remember like what were some of your what were some of your favorite times with with the GameCube and then were they maybe they just weren't great enough for you to to carry on over to the Wii? I mean, I had some decent experiences. It's just yeah, I, I do. All I remember for the most part was like having the GameCube and some of the major games that I wanted just weren't coming to it. You know, like I still enjoyed mm-hmm. Mario. Um, but I wanted to play like Kingdom Hearts and GTA and oh. all these different things, and they weren't coming. So that's where I went over to PlayStation. Like I said, I go where the games are. Yeah. It's not about the platform for me. And the Japanese role-playing games continue to sort of pull you in here. I imagine Final Fantasy VII had a little something to do with with going over to PlayStation. It seemed like that that was it for everybody, but maybe not. Like was that was that a pull for you, the Final Fantasy VII? Mm-mm. Never really played the Final Fantasy games. Uh, I tried to. It just it just wasn't my kind of thing. I I really didn't like turn based combat until I got older. I liked always right. being in control of my character, being able to slash when I wanted to, not having to take my time like that. Yeah, it just that's just what I liked. That's awesome. I love that there's multiple entry points for that PlayStation. It seemed like just the one thing was was Final Fantasy VII, but there was so there was so much else to it. And again, like I. I feel like I've told this before, but maybe there's people who haven't heard this. But I remember just thinking, like looking at the buttons on the on the Dual Shock and like triangle and and cross and square. Like this looks like a this looks even more childlike. It seems like it's not a a good console. And I was totally judging on stupid things, but mm-hmm. I mean, we were focused on bits and whatever back then. So I missed a lot of that that console really. So I always like to get an idea from other people, like what kind of what kind of pulled them in. So it seemed like that's where. PlayStation it started to show you new types of games. Um, it's kind of maturing with you, I'm guessing. Is that kind of what what pulled you away? What were the like what what about GameCube could they have done that maybe would have kept you along there? Was it just having those Kingdom Heart games types of thing, or was there something else about the system that didn't quite click with you? Um, it, it was a good console. I you know I, I don't yeah. I don't knock it. It was just that was another one I looked at. And I'm like, man, that looks that looks ridiculous. Like I just could not get over its form factor in the controller, and I know I'm on the outs on that one, but I liked it, you know. And that's I actually chose a GameCube over a PS2. Like that was my Christmas options, and I was like, you know what? I just I really want to play uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee, and so that's nice. That's what I got. I got a, a platinum GameCube with Smash Bros. and it was good, you know. But I still. I love Jack and Daxter. I wanted to play Sly Cooper and Ratchet and Clank. All those games, it was just like all this stuff, that fun that I originally associated with Nintendo, it mm-hmm. started to come up on PlayStation. So it's like, that's where I need to go. That's that's pretty much was it. I mean, but Mario Kart, um, Double Dash and Luigi's Mansion, all those uh, Super Mario Sunshine, all great games. It yeah. just, for that generation, it just wasn't there for me. And like where, where, like what place in your, in your heart, in your gaming identity, like where are we at now in terms of, uh, like I know you're on Xbox, like what is it about Xbox One that is kind of satisfying to you? I, would you have both, con- if you hadn't sold your PlayStation 4 to get the, the PC and then mm-hmm. kind of switched over to, to Xbox, like where would you be? Like what are, what's your sort of like ob- observation of the, the landscape right now? If I was in the right like financial position, I would have everything because there's yeah there's always gonna be a game I want to play on some console that's you know it's not on one but it's on the other. So I mean if I could, I would love to have everything. But um, I'd probably just have probably PC and uh, PS4 for right now. Yeah. But I mean, well, you know what? But the Wii U 
because <laughs> because I didn't play any games on the Wii, and I still I didn't play any games on the Wii U. I have that entire library sitting there waiting for me. So I would love to. I mean, it'd probably be Wii U, so I can go mm-hmm. back and collect all those Wii games because there's so many good games I want to play. And um, PS4 and a PC. Xbox is the way that Microsoft is doing everything with making it so the games aren't really Xbox exclusives anymore. They're more Windows 10 exclusives. It kind of mm-hmm. makes it makes the Xbox One kind of irrelevant in a point because the price for a gaming PC is gone down so much that it's not that's really necessary. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I don't mind putting it together. I, I think that's fun. So, you know, for other people, they're like, you know what? I could get a, a gaming PC, but I want the convenience. I don't really care for that too much, so it's not really a big deal. So I'd probably just have that and not the Xbox. But like I said, the Xbox, only reason I didn't have it is because of, you know, it, that's just kind of how, how it happened to play out. And I didn't have a current generation console, and I'm like, I want to be able to play some of the multi-plats. So for right now, this is the situation. But it'll probably go at some point in the future. I get another PS4. Man, like I'm, I'm shocked because I hear this more and more as time goes on. I remember looking at, at, I can't remember when they would have announced this play anywhere. I think it was like a Windows conference or something like that, and they said this concept of Xbox games are going to be playable on Windows and vice versa. And I thought that that was such a great move. Like I, I'm like, how could this backfire? This, this seems like a great thing for for gamers, but it seems to have completely backfired it seems like it the idea of a non-exclusive like the kind of bending the the blurring the lines of what it means to be an exclusive has completely backfired and really devalued that console and it's i thought it was maybe at first i started hearing little rumblings of of that notion but i'm hearing it more and more and i'm you know it's i I wonder how long they're going to be sticking to that messaging it's it seems like it'd be a hard thing to pull back but i know that Microsoft in particular has introduced ideas and completely like put the brakes on it and pulled back away. So I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it. I'm not sure if this is translating it and going out as well as, as they would have, they would have liked. Yeah. You've mentioned a couple times with the PC though. I wanted to jump on this too. Like mm -hmm. it in kind of going through your, your history and all of that kind of stuff. I don't really, maybe I just didn't ask the right questions. Like, where was PC this whole time? Like it seems, this seems to come up out of nowhere. This this uh, yearning for a gaming PC. Uh, let's see, where does it come from? I mean, the, it it has some exclusives that I want to play. Not okay. Too many. So it's just a platform, really. That that is attractive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the idea that I, if I wanted to, not that I necessarily would, you know, but the fact that I could run so many different emulators and. And, you know, even though you're not necessarily supposed to do that. But that was, I mean, that was a part of the, <laughs> that, was, that was a part of Necessary the appeal. Necessary sometimes. Yeah, you know, that was a part of the appeal. And then especially mm-hmm. now, with like I just said, all those Xbox games are becoming Windows 10 exclusives. So I don't necessarily need to have an Xbox to play those games. Like, I was thinking, you know, I want to get an Xbox so I could play Sunset Overdrive. And... I mean, who knows? In the future, there might be like a remastered yeah. version coming to Windows 10, or the the sequel might be multi-platform, and that just kind of seems like where they're going in the future, especially with like with uh, whatever feature Gears comes out, or Halo, or whatever uh, Microsoft IPs. You know, they're going to be cross-platform, so I don't really need to stick to that. And the fact that I could use it for so many different things, like, you know, I could be gaming and then I could jump over and do the Skype call with you. You know what I mean? Or use it for any other type of like graphic design. If I if I wanted to try that or any other type of productivity, I just I like the I guess like uh, versatility of the device. You know? Yeah, man, that makes sense. I, I, the only reason I asked, I was I didn't know if there was like a like a closet period of of a little bit of PC game. That was that was my game. Like we weren't allowed to have consoles, but for but my parents had the same view as you with with regards to a PC. Like, yeah, sure, you can play games, but the, that the computer that we had in the house was for homework. It was for word processing and loading up uh, Encarta ninety three or whatever it was, like like the old encyclopedia CD mm. in, in nineteen ninety four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was. 
that was kind of my history. And I, I will always have like PC gaming will always have a special place in my heart, just knowing that that's where, like, that's, that was my bread and butter growing up. Like with the mouse and keyboard, I was subscribed to like PC gamer growing up. I had it for years and years. And that was, that was my jam. And when people, other people are talking about 16 bit and 32 bit, 64 bit, I'm going like, look at my 3d FX graphics card <laughs> and my voodoo. Yeah. So it's, Anyway, I have a I have a whole kind of history there. Um but yeah, man, like what do you think about so like with with Scorpio, are you like I feel like you're just temporarily kind of like hanging out in in the Xbox camp and you I feel like you've already got one foot out the door to <laughs> the next thing. Like is that is that right in assuming that? That it kind of for the most part, yeah. It, it's kind of that way because it kind of feels like Scorpio is going to be what the Steam box was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Just Man, a, yeah, totally. just a, a gaming PC for the living room. So it's that's not really what I'm looking for. I like the idea. Like, if I'm going to have a gaming PC, I want to have it. I want to go all, all the way so I can upgrade when I want to. Unless, you know, Microsoft is going to have some type of modular system where you can actually pop out graphics and, and you know add this take out that then it might be wow this is kind of interesting i want to see where this is going to go maybe i'll try that out but i doubt it you know they're probably going to go the traditional mm-hmm. console route and I, I don't really i'm not really looking for that if i can get all that on pc so oh man well you know e3 is coming up quicker than we think actually and uh it'd be interesting to have you back on and and do a, cu- a couple predictions so maybe put that brain to work and start to think of things that you that you expect to see it at one of these conferences because I like doing the, last year we did uh, three separate shows we had a couple of guests on we all kind of came together and did some some predictions I think that I might want to have you back on and before we wrap things up I want to I want to close with this um, with the notion of a maybe a, a heavy horsepower PC coming into your life mm-hmm. do you see yourself streaming a little bit more like I really see you getting into like this community from a from a vocal standpoint and and content creation it seems like uh you touched on a couple of things with the versatility that a pc provides it seems like there's a creative side that is just begging to to come out of the skyward king oh definitely like i i started making videos for a little bit um but uh i don't know that kind of fell off (laughs) i kind of fell off just for a little bit but i would definitely like to get into that more um start streaming like you like you said you know get myself a nice little setup so yeah that'll probably be happening in the future at some point some point soon hopefully well let's 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 promise each other that you're gonna be back uh either when you get that setup going or we'll, we'll have you back with some some predictions of what we'd like to see with uh with e3 because i would love to just connect again man this has been awesome why don't we close out you can tell everybody where to find you on on the social media and whatnot yeah um see so you can find me on twitter um at skyward king skyward king and you know what that's pretty much it i mean I'm everywhere on, yeah i'm on instagram uh i post pictures and videos of gameplay clips every once in a while at skyward king yeah at skyward king everything basically <laughs> i love it man such a great name yeah but that's that's pretty much it um i don't really do too much awesome well thank you so much i i'm glad that we were able to make it work today and thanks for taking the time carving out a little time for a little we the gamer cast today man thanks so much thanks for having me on man it was cool episode that we call episode 74 <laughs> skyward king joey craig thank you so much joey i don't want to ruin the the audio magic for you but i actually recorded the intro a number of hours ago and since then i've been to my mother-in-law's i fixed her printer i hardwired it to a computer it was a wireless it's one of those new fancy pieces of technology and i basically just went old school you can't you can't rely on wireless networks if you're no, not there to maintain them. I hard, there so I just I just hardwired it with a, a plain old USB cable. I learned that Costco refills inkjet cartridges, so a lot has happened since I last talked to you one on one. But all in the blink of an eye, I just stepped away to to have this chat come in, and I was off doing doing stuff, being a helpful son-in-law. So anyway, thank you for for being here and listening thank you to joey skyward king amazing chat i just what else can i say thank you so much also 
To anybody who's missing music on the Switch these days, I thought I would throw in that Wii Shop, uh, Wii Shop channel? Was it just like the, just like an eShop? The Wii Shop? Uh, that's what that was, in case you were like, what? What is that? Love that tune. I let that just go as long as, as long as possible. Remember, subscribe to the show if this is your first time. Stick around. We're going to be back next week and weeks to come. Even if a baby comes, there will be We The Gamer Cast. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connor Capri like the pants. Follow the show, We The Gamer Cast, at We The Gamer Cast, or the website at We The Nerdy. We also have email. Reach out, We The Gamer Cast. It works now. We The Gamer Cast at WeTheNerdy.com. You can ask some questions. Remember, WeTheNerdy.com publishes... Uh, what the hell does it do? It, it hosts this podcast. That's the reason we're here. Amazing comic book reviews. Every now and then I, I dabble and I write some stuff. Uh, I should probably get to that at some point. Shout out to my boy, Chris Birdo. Hope you're doing well. Shout out to the boys at Life of Gaming Podcast. They're over at WeTheNerdy.com as well. And uh, so is If We Ran Nintendo. But before I mention that, be on the lookout. I will be on a lovely podcast this week, Fortress of Nerditude. I always get a little thrown off because I want to say the Twitter, which is Fort of Nerd. But the podcast is Fortress of Nerditude. Going to talk some just all-around nerdiness. So I can't wait for that. That's with Spencer Stapleton and his best friend. (laughs) <laughs> shout out to johnny casino for pointing this out um i just hope to be in a conversation where we're all just saying how much we like each other i think that's what you can expect uh with me and spencer and steve that's going to be amazing later on this week i will tweet it out of course so make sure to be following me sean capri on twitter i think that's it oh if we run nintendo with uh with bobby the nintendo guru um this week it's on itunes soundcloud google play and youtube.com slash nintendo guru otherwise this is episode 74 holy crap 74 are you kidding me of we the gamer cast is now in your ears thank you again for listening i'll be back next week hope you're there too now it's a lovely time for jason 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 Jason! Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!